Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Spoiler Alert. This is the song that doesn't end, that and it ends? goes on and on, my friends. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because this is the song that doesn't end. Thank you. And for it goes on time. and on, How my do I friends. Stop? Some people God started singing it, not knowing what it was, but they'll continue singing it forever just because it's a song that. <laughs> I'm just going to reach over. And, okay, I was going to turn off your microphone um, and let you go for as long as you wanted. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm your host, Johnny Destructo, and uh, we're here to talk about this week's comic books along with Noel. This no, is no. And, um, did song. I already say that? Did I introduce you and that's how you started the song? This oh, okay, is. Okay. Also, Mark <laughs> underscore L underscore Miller. I... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, buddy. Uh, so before we get into the emails and uh-huh. before we get into the comic books from this week, we do have a voicemail. Uh, and this one is from Optimus Forever. I knew this day was coming and I have dreaded it. But now here we are on the precipice. We look into the abyss and the abyss stares back. But... I take great pleasure in knowing that you, you magnificent beast, Rob, that you go forth to better yourself, to make yourself well, whole again. You and Fergus go out and roam and hop and play in those fields of wonderment. I need you back, Rob. We need you back but take the time you need good sir take the time you need i love you rob and i thank you for the many many joyous moments we have shared over the years thank you good sir Thank you. Oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think the old man <laughs> fell to his death. <laughs> I think the tree he was cutting down during that <laughs> fell at the end. Uh, that was Bane, right? Uh, was it Bane? Thank you, Sam. Yeah, it was Bane. Bane. Optimus Bane. Forever. We, only, we, can, we will only ever know him as Optimus Forever. So, yeah, Optimus. Somebody had asked me the other day what happened to Optimus Douche, Rob Patey. Again, He's just on a fucking what is it, a sabbatical, uh, a sojourn, a, a sojourn? sabbatical. He's basically he's walking the earth, walking like the Kane earth like Cain. Yeah, um, so he'll be back, or else. So thank you so much. You too can go to cultpopgo.com and leave us a voicemail, and we will play it on the show. We also have some emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mailio, mailio, mailio. Um, nice. here we go. So. Let me know uh, 
if I've already read this one. I don't think I have. This came back came in on February twenty first from Christopher Goodnight. It's the name of the, the email is that's, that's my secret, JD. My nipples are always puffy. Oh no, this is new. Yeah, okay. and I, it's in reference. I know it is. Yeah. Yeesh. So, uh, so <laughs> I'm excited, and yeah. you're freaking out. This is great. I thought about sending you pics of my nips, but I decided not to. Plus, I'm not sure they would be visible through all this hair. <laughs> oh God, I gotta go clean off my mic. The what was from all the semen? Yeah. His mic or <laughs> what just happened? The timeline went: Messiah Complex, Professor X detects the birth of a new mutant, and everyone chases after her. And Cable, who has gotten there first, we find out that Bishop is trying to kill her because she leads to the timeline he is from. Mm-hmm. Messiah War was a ten-issue or so crossover, and Second Coming wrapped up the three-part saga. I knew the basics of Beta Ray Bill's story, even though I've never read it. Thanks, Home Dad, for filling us all in. Oh. I finished Umbrella Academy in one day. Did you have any doubts that I would? I enjoyed it as its own thing while mourning its nearly complete departure from the actual comics. When I get the spare cash, I plan on getting the DC app so I can check out Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing. Ian Zeringi's inspired casting for Blue Devil. Ian Zeering. Oh, Ian Zeering is inspired casting for Blue Devil. It was all mushed together. (laughs) If you had to recommend a comic to adapt as a series, preferably one that hasn't been adapted before, what would you pick? My choice would be Dynamo 5. Diverse cast, bright costumes, fun villains. It would be a great four or five season show, period, question mark. Um... So, yeah. Uh, Thank you for the clarification for the Messiah War and... uh, Messiah I Complex. That, I think that's for uh, Gutter Talk. No, that was us. We never talked about Blue Devil. Yeah, no, no, no. But he's talking about how we we talked about the shows on the DC on um, the DC app, and he mentioned oh, okay. the Blue Devil is going to be on Swamp Thing. Yeah, that I was a, that was an aside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe uh, I, I wasn't here for that. I know what I know what series I'd like to be a show. I think they're working on it though. Hmm. Does it count? It's being worked on. It's not there yet. I don't know. What is it? Invincible. Oh, dope. Yeah. It's. I think they're Is it doing live action or it's a, animated. It's a um, animated Amazon show, but like an adult animation. Great. Yeah. As long as they get all of that blood. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it looks like Otley, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's supposed to be like actual 45 minute long episodes, but all animated, mm. like longer. Mm. We'll see. Um, mine. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Go. No, I was just gonna say I, I'm gonna go into the Wayback Machine and have them do. Uh, Alien Legion. Oh, it was always one of my favorites. It was base. It was basically uh, one of those. um, It's like army in space. It was almost like GI Joe in space with aliens, but it was really cool. It was it was drawn really coolly, and they had an awesome cast like Grimlock and Saragar and all these characters that were really cool, and and they were they were just really Grimlock the Transformer. No, no. Clearly. I don't I think it was Grimlock or Grimlore or whatever his name was. Okay, well, but they had a, Grimlock. It was Grimlock. They had one of them they but basically one guy was like a snake guy and the other guy was green and then there was they they all had their own shapes and sizes but they were all wearing the same kind of like uniforms and it was it was just space battles. It now was, that was it, a comic book? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, okay. First it was in Epic 
through Marvel, and then I believe Dark Horse nabbed it up and uh, did a couple of series with it as well. Hmm. But it was a cool series. I liked it a lot. Uh, mine is Hellblazer. But they've done it like four they di- have. different They have, ways. and they've never done it right. Uh, well, that wasn't the question. What was the question? If that you had to recommend done. a comic to adapt as a series, preferably one that hasn't been adapted before. Preferably one that hasn't been adapted. You can prefer only once, but I'm still going to pick Hellblazer. <laughs> Fair. Um, I want a really good Hellblazer. I want a rated R, a hard R Hellblazer series. That's really good. I don't want it on the fucking CW or the WB or the Channel 57, whatever the fuck it's called. The animated series was was cute. That was pretty good. But I want like a live action, badass, balls to the wall, Hellblazer. I would say Preacher because, again, they haven't done it correctly yet. But they would never do that correctly. So I've given up. But, yeah, that's mine. All right. Let's see. Boop, boop, boodly doop. This one is also by Christopher Goodnight. And it's called By Crom. I spent almost 200 bucks on comics. And the motherfucker can't put a couple bucks into a Patreon for either me or Mark. He's got a. He's got a. Unbelievable. He's got to. He's got to stick with his habit. He's got to be able to participate in the show, right? What a second. Anyway, it was actually a hundred and sixty-three bucks, but then I spent another fourteen fifty on bags and boards. The first two I read were the first two issues of Conan the Barbarian. I forgot to grab issue three because I hadn't added it to my pull list yet. The art is really beautiful, but my knowledge of Conan is limited to the animated series from the nineties. What? What? There's an animated series? Huh. I had no idea. Still, I really enjoyed the second issue. While reading it, I couldn't help but think about the board game Shadows Over Camelot. In it, the picks play a part of the game. That's all for now. I'm sure I'll email more as I read through my stack of books. Chris St. Saucy, good night. Can we get the next one? I feel like I'm Should on... Should we just keep I, going? I have a cliffhanger now. If they're right. that short, read like four of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here we go. Finished my finished my big old stack of books. This is the this is the follow like, up. Yeah, d- a day later. Oh dear God! <laughs> this is going to be a twenty page. Is this one really long? It's you know it's not short. Um, <laughs> finished all of my books for the month of February and taped them all closed, getting ready to file them all away. But I thought I'd drop you fellas a line. Hey, Outcast by Robert Kirkman can't end soon enough. <laughs> I know How about you, were... you just stop reading? <laughs> <laughs> I know you were going to say I can drop it at any time, <laughs> but I've made it this far and I want to see the end. Still, it's a struggle. For a book with a general pre- premise I love, religious mystery horror, my feelings are pretty meh. The Die, Die, Die by Kirkman, on the other hand, is so darn good I can't wait till its hiatus is over. It's taking a break till fall. I just love how over the top it is. The crossover of Flash and Batman was another disappointment. I know you all covered it on the podcast, but I was hoping you were just being overly critical. I care not for Gotham Girl or Guy, and the story was only barely connected to Heroes in Crisis. Still, I can't wait for Flash Year One, which is coming in May. Hopefully you will cover that whole story on the podcast. Adventures of the Super Sons. Shouldn't it be one long run on Story of the Super Sons? These knockoff kidlit versions of actual DC villains should have been over after four issues max. The whole 12-issue series needn't be one long story. The art on Wonder Woman 64 and 65 was phenomenal! So much so that I tweeted at the art team to let them know how much I loved it. Heroes in Crisis number six was lame. Three more <laughs> issues till this is over, so hopefully it they can wrap it up strong. But this issue was just boring. Chris St. Saucy, good night. 
Uh, who is is are either of you two still reading Wonder Woman? Nope. And no. neither am I. I'm not reading Outcast. I'm not reading Die no. Die Die. Uh, I read the first three issues of Die Die Die. It was it was cool, but um, I read one issue. I think I just wasn't in the mood for it. Maybe. Yeah. I love maybe Chris Burnham trade. though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Anything to add, Mark? No. Cool. Thank you so much <laughs> for writing us, Chris Saint Saucy. Good night. Um, you are appreciated. Yeah, you and your puffy nips. Don't send pictures. But uh, covered He's in hair. Here. Like it makes sense that they would be, but I just didn't like reading it. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Do we have? Uh, I don't know. Did any books come out this week? Uh, I think I'm, so. In comics. Well, it's it's been a pretty um, geek heavy week. But oh, oh like yeah, Captain we're, Marvel. We're not going to talk about Captain Marvel uh, because Mark has not seen it yet. So that just that prolongs the conversation another week. Great. Mm-hmm. So JD and I can have a chance to see it again for a third time in the theaters. Have you guys seen any other movies? There are other movies out there to see. Why would you see it the third uh, time? I watched a lot of documentaries at home. Me too. I'm what about uh, Battlefield Alita? That oh, Battle Angel Alita. I saw it. it. Was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. It was super fun. Yeah, I like what it a about, lot. Do I think what it's about, better than the, than Marvel though? Uh, I, you know, it can't really compare. Yeah. Uh, what about what men want? Nope. No. What women? What women want? Or what it was it? Is that called what? What women want, want was the original <laughs> by Mel oh, Gibson, right. and this is the remake. What men want with yeah. Taraji B Henson. Just kidding. She's so neat. <laughs> I like her. I got a crush on her. Uh, yeah. No, I, I haven't watched. It's been a really busy weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Age of X Men. Uh, Prisoner X number one, written by Vita Ayala, with art by uh, German Peralta. And so, guys, finally, after such a long wait, we finally get to talk about an Age of X-Men number one issue. Here we go. Uh, I, I want to I want to preface by saying Vita Ayala is one of the sweetest sweetest people in the world. Just, I'm sorry, uh, I messed that up. Say that again. You want to what? Vita Ayala. Yeah. What about her? She's just one of the sweetest sweetest people. In oh, you know, you've met her. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh we, great. We we hang out sometimes at the comic cons and everything. And oh she, great. She's great. Awesome. Yeah, love her to I'd death. Love to hear that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So the Danger Room Prison Complex houses mutants who have disturbed the status quo multiple times and continue to make the same mistakes. They are sentenced to reevaluation, where they will relearn to be a harmonious part of society. This is the, I would say, first genuinely interesting issue of the Age of X-Men crossover. I know that we all sort of liked um, Next Gen. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. on the cusp of being interesting. It, it, it like touched all the things that I enjoy uh, storytelling-wise. But it didn't really like suck me in. I wasn't like super interested. Prisoner X, I think, is the first fully interesting uh, issue. What does, do you guys agree or disagree? I personally, I, I think. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh yeah, I agree. I think it does rely on a super lot of prison cliches. Yes, but um, as far as all of these number one issues goes, this might be one of my favorites, um, just because I like these types of movies and stories and things like that. So, um, and plus I think Bishop is a cool character. I like the care, the other characters in the, in the, uh, supporting cast. Mm -hmm. I like it that, uh, shark shows up or shard. (laughs) No shark. Who's that? Shard. That's the blonde, the the blonde girl. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's Shard. But um, that's the blonde girl that, that used to be Bishop's partner, and he uh, she died. Oh. I thought it was I thought it was uh, Layla Miller. No, 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 that's Shard. Oh, is that who this is? Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, so. because she's got the M. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah I forgot about her. And she's he's in, talking to invisible. <laughs> well, he's talking to invisible people, and apparently Polaris is talking to invisible people too. So, it's it's interesting. Like there are certain people that aren't in this timeline. That um, and I, there's a lot going on in this issue, but there seems to be some. It, I just think it's it's well organized. It's original. It's not telling the same story we've heard a million times, and uh, I'm all for that. Um, um, so I thought this was on par with Next Gen. Okay. Like I didn't think it was better, but it it less it at least was um, promising on some story points that weren't just regurgitated or re, re, repurposed or done again and again and again. It was two uh, the the promise of the uh, the first issue of Alpha had two interesting scenes in it that I wanted to see explored, and we had to read three other books to get to yeah. it. So like the one being that incredibly odd. Uh, stare from glob in the middle of right. alpha issue and you're like i don't know what the hell that is and that was an interesting like side story and then what happens to bishop which is this and it's yeah. it's interesting so like so on that regards still no surprises from this story the, like from jump the only two things that were actually kind of interesting and fun to explore we had to kind of wait this long to get to it mm-hmm. so i'm i'm hoping it kind of rolls from here that'd be great yeah 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 for anyone, I, I, oh, I just wanted to catch people up. If you guys haven't uh, been listening the last couple of episodes, it's we've just been reviewing the same book every every week from the Age of X Men crossover. This is a bloated crossover Lament. that does not need to have all of these miniseries. And I am I, I have customers coming in, and I have to ask them if they want War of Realms and which of War of Realms they want. And if you think this is bad. Holy cats! Wait until you see all of the War of Realms crossovers. Well, hang on, uh, hang on. I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll argue this point. That at least has a thorough, like a, a one spine story mm-hmm. that you could just go with, That's and all true. the ancillary. There's War of this Realms has no spine. Yeah, this has no, no spine at all. Age of X Men miniseries. No, these are all desperate. Yeah, so yeah, you're so I'm staring at a spider web trying to figure out which one is the one that goes directly to like the spider. Yeah. This is not. This is not fun. Yeah, my problem is I don't care about the spider. Well, that too. I don't really care how this yeah. ends. That's the a problem. Shadow King we, shows up in this one. That is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And so I but like the this idea. Is not, I, I, this is just a, a bunch of flashes at different characters that aren't existing in their form in this universe. It's right. not like Shadow King actually shows up. Yeah, he's having actually, a dream or something, right? I, yeah. I kind of I think it is. I do. I, I here. This is what I think that this story is going to be because all of these, all of these um, miniseries don't seem like they're going to coalesce in any way. They're just telling their own separate stories in this age of X Men, and it's just going to be a quick wrap up and an Omega issue. There, it's it's like it doesn't matter. It's a side story that doesn't really matter. I actually do. I like the idea, or if if this is what it is, the idea of the Shadow King. In his little pocket dimension, preying on these forgotten or non-functioning prisoners, or, or those that are, are not being affected by Nate Gray so much, he's just like well, it's like he's feeding Legion, on the forgotten. Which Legion I thought was is cool. Legion is defeated, and then like, but I, I guess I'm just thinking 
by way of the uh, TV series that, that the Shadow King shows up more than just in, in Legion. But um, Legion oh, is shit. defeated it's- by X Men in in the last thing and so i don't know what happened to legion so maybe legion will show up in some form or another i i don't know maybe that's who maybe that's who lorna is seeing i don't know um you know how lorna is talking to people that aren't mm-hmm. really there as well yeah so maybe and, and she's I, talking to legion this um this flashback see there's there's like really fun ideas in this book this flashback with apocalypse he's killing the age of x-men x-men Mm-hmm. Not an old version, but all the other like weird flashbacks he sees are of like normal, you know, what we know as normal continuity. So like yeah. his flashbacks that he sees are from his, you know, '90s continuity and stuff like that. Yet this flashback, it's it's of the Age of X Men because it's yeah, it's a Colossus with no arm and yeah, it, yeah. Th- this yeah. is weird, and I kind of dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I really, I, I really miss Danny Moonstar. Um, I think that that character is sorely underused. Um, much like many other female characters from the eighties, um, they, they just aren't used. They, there are, there are all this whole new wave of characters. Um, but we, like Danny Moonstar, Karma, Magma, it's just cool to see all these guys. Um, I, I the New Mutants were were so good and such fleshed out characters. It's just sad that they're not more of the mainstream, more in the mainstream these days. Yeah. All you yeah, see is I like, like cannon, you, you just see cannonball and sunspot of the new mutants. You don't see much, uh, maybe warlock every now and then. Off, but, off but, the but, top of your guy's head. Can you remember a, an ancillary book like this or an event book that's kind of like on the side and not telling the main story that was almost better? Uh, probably P- Peter David's stuff during the, these crossover sort of things, like the age of X-Men stuff that Peter David did. I think those were always good, even though he hated them. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he hated them, I think he really was able to make them a, into something special. I, I don't want to nitpick. Is there a, like a example less than 20 years old? <laughs> probably not. Because yeah, I, I have trouble, Definitely. I have like I've I have trouble with these um, stories often as just as a concept because oh, often think, they spin I think wheels. Some of the Spider Verse stuff was fun. I enjoyed like following. Um, you Which know, one? Spider like, Force, tell me when. Um, oh, the and mm-hmm. the Gwen Stacy one. You know, Ghost Spider stuff like that. For those one ish, those one shot things, the, like yeah, the tales from the yeah. Those are three, but they were they were they were written by different people. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they did. I mean, they introduced some cool characters, and they showed up later, and they showed up in the movie, so that's cool. But um, I, I don't just, know. I'm just, I like I guess I'm just I'm, I'm a jaded fanboy because I'm hard pressed to remember anything that felt like required reading during an event, other mm-hmm. than the event book uh, that I wasn't already reading. Right. Um, the, I, I don't know. Maybe Civil War had some stuff only because it felt oh, new. Civil War had at the, the Amazing Spider Man tie-ins that were really important yeah like that felt new and it mattered to the story you didn't necessarily need it whereas now it just kind of feels formulaic and or forced oh i know what it was more of like a side story but it was uh um out of civil war the uh the uh the thunderbolts where with oh yeah uh, that warren ellis did oh yeah that was actually pretty cool yeah yeah with the ghosts and and uh 
uh, Norman yeah, Osborn's Thunderbolts. Scourge, yeah, Ghost and Scourge and all those characters. Thinking about it, too, and yeah. it's funny you mentioned Peter David before. Actually, I think his X Factor was actually really good during it. Like, it yeah. dealt with the... It was like the mutants actually were just trying to not give a shit. And yeah. they kept being dragged into which mm-hmm. side are you on? That was actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Avengers No Road Home, number three. It's a weekly book from Marvel. And this is written by Jim Zub, Mark Wade, and Al Ewing. <coughs> this art is by Sean Isaacsy. Isaacsy. Um, the first two were uh, Paco Medina, who I, I just think is really, really great. Wait, and this is number four. I'm sorry. This is number four. Thank you. And um, yeah, Paco Medina was drawing the, the previous three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got this new guy on the book, and it it's uh, fits right in. Didn't it fits right in at it, all. It, yeah, I, yeah. Had I not fits known, in, I not have. Yeah, I thought it was the same guy too. I thought this was probably the most beautiful issue that I've seen so far. Like just the panel setups and mm. and how. I, I mean, I just love the way there are these long panels of of just. There's this one where they're all thrown into into like hell, and they're all connected by chains, and it's just really, really gorgeous. Yeah. It gets darker as it goes down, and all the all the kids are chained up and everything. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, this this I I can't stress it enough. When I heard this was coming, I literally went ah fuck. And I, <laughs> like I didn't really bother ordering any many for the store. Like I only ordered it for like maybe one subscriber, and this has been a surprisingly excellent. This Maxi is, series so I, far. Yeah, this is really really fun, and I I appreciate I appreciate what they uh, I appreciate that they learned from the mistakes of No Surrender, yeah. and applied them immediately to this. Like mm-hmm. we're only four issues in, it feels vital. Well, uh, this is essentially the end of the first act of this longer story because you, we we get like this this um, uh, great framing device story? of her origin yeah. at the same time as you know dealing with the cliffhanger. This is this is old school good comic booking. Yeah. Which I really, well, it, really enjoy. Yeah. This could really easily be a, a story that doesn't matter. Um and just say, okay, you just start this is just the origin story and you're not even going to address where the last issue leaves off. But it both addresses that story and as well and moves this moves the story along but then it also tells a really really interesting backstory mm-hmm. of the, all of this why she is so scorned and so angry um it, it's I, I, it just structurally i mean it, it is definitely one of the best avengers stories i've read in a long time the best thing they could have done was shaved off the fat from what came before and now it's just tight vital and propels forward yep. without without filler this is really good yeah you kind of feel you feel for nix so basically this is the origin story of nix mm-hmm. and, and her children yeah her children and how she was a part of the pantheon of greek is greek gods we'll greek figure gods. we'll get uh-huh. like by week seven we won't just automatically say norse mythology yeah 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 we'll get there but uh yeah, yeah i mean i kind of felt for her and how she was she didn't really do anything wrong I mean, unless I'm missing something, she was just there and well, she was darkness and no one, everyone was sort of afraid of her, but she never really. It's her perspective, but right. still it yes. is, it's, it's, it's akin to a lover sc- uh, scorned and then, mm-hmm. you know, lashed out on. Yeah. But it is, as she is the narrator of her own story. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's to more fair, to it. Yes. Yes. She, she may be a uh, untrustworthy but, narrator, but you know, the gods are a, uh, um, 
Nothing she nothing she told me in this series I did, yeah. uh, made me go, oh, they would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've always been kind of pompous dickheads. So, Thank yeah, you. It, didn't, it didn't really – I was uh, searching for the words. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, guys. One of the things that I noticed in this one that, that I, yeah, I noticed that I kind of missed was that, man, I, I kind of really miss Ares. He was hmm. a cool character. Isn't he got Remember? torn in half by the century, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. It didn't isn't die that Ares way. Ares Norse, though? No, Ares is Greek mythology. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Ares. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ares, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry. In Norse, it's Tur, I believe. He is the god of war. He was... The guy with one arm. In, in uh, God of War, he the was other the, you know, one sense. of the many guys mm-hmm. with one arms, yeah, yeah, Ares, yeah, he was. I just thought he was a cool character. I thought I always thought he was. Um, started out as like another, just another. Oh, it's another Thor. It's another Hercules. But then he kind of just just made himself into his own through the yeah. various miniseries that they gave him. The so. Dark Avengers, that Dark Avengers run, it's only like twenty issues, mm-hmm. eighteen, nineteen, mm-hmm. twenty issues. Dark and it's Avengers awesome. was fun. It was it was awesome, and he was yeah. and I. It was it was one of those it was one of those times where Bendis actually just wrote exactly what the audience was assuming in in Norman Osborn's mouth where it was yeah yeah Ooh. our team doesn't have a Wolverine or a Thor he's mm-hmm. both yeah so he's on our team like I I distinctly yeah. remember there actually being like a line oh they yeah. didn't have a Wolverine they had Dakin yeah. well yeah rocking with Dakin that's true they did uh, but the he did say Dakin I don't know he did say something akin to yeah. uh, like. He's Thor and Wolverine, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm really enjoying this. I will definitely keep reading it. And I love the uh, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. To yeah, we got where, uh, where, Hulk. Yeah, Hulk against uh, like Hypnos. Hulk, Haw- Hawkeye, and Rocket and Nightmare against mm-hmm. Hypnos. That's pretty awesome. That Hulk's riding the stallion. I've never seen Hulk on a horse. That horse has got to be like Jesus. Yeah, this dude's heavy. <laughs> well, it's a magic horse. It's fine. All yes. right, let's see. What's else? What's next on the docket? Oh, my God. Let's talk about Doomsday Clock. Let's do it. Here we go. Doomsday Clock number nine from Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Uh, this series has been going for about 17 years, and here we mm-hmm. are on issue nine of 12, and things are ramping up, my kids. Uh, basically, we've got a bunch of Dr. Manhattan stuff, and all of the heroes fly. They Everyone leaves. Every single hero, including John fucking Constantine, question mark? What the fuck? Anyway, they all decide to fly to Mars. Well, is there a recap from last... Like, I had to think about well, they, remember the last they were, issue. It, it was Firestorm and Superman were being beset upon. In Russia. It, and then there was a, like an explosion that everyone equated or... Um, a, a, assumed it was for? Firestorm. Assumed it was Firestorm, but wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now in this issue, we've got Superman in a coma. Yeah, we skip ahead all of the... We skip ahead and all of the, literally the entirety of the DC universe is on its way to Mars because that's where they found the sign- the, the energy signature from yeah, yeah. that explosion. Yeah. So, I... I including wanna... Bobby. In- including Bobby. Man-Thing yeah. Starfish Bobby? Bobby. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I love this series. I think it's a lot of fun. I do too. It, some of it doesn't feel quite right. I understand. Uh, including John Constantine's uh, Scottish accent here for some reason that... Um, Josh Flanagan oh. from my fanboy tweeted it out, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's correct. That's a Scottish accent he's writing down." Mm-hmm. But also, like, look at the Marvels; they're like in their ch- children form, child form. 
Oh, they are now. That's how they are now, though. I think. No, no, they're not. in In the in the book, they all are adults in oh, in different they? like sizes and everything. And here, it's like the little girl is like a little girl, and and all of that stuff, Wait. which is just. I'm trying to find it. But they're in costume. They're in costume, That's but weird. it's like it's 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 during that entire montage at the beginning with all of them in the ships. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I thought that's how they the kids were these days. But I'm not reading mm-hmm. Shazam, so I'm behind. No, that's but not. Anyway, it's, it's pronounced Shazam. This reminds me of um, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises, where oh, yeah, the plot like part of the plot was we sent literally the entirety of the Gotham Police Department into the sewer at once. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. And so that feels a little bit like this. We're sending every single hero. Seemed like a good idea at the time. They left the Trinity behind. But I just well, it one's was... in a coma. Yeah, one. One's in well, a coma. Both are one's... both are actually pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah, and the other one's at the United Nations making a speech. Now that being said, I love the scene of all of them coming to get Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is um, this is a kind of a batshit issue, but it's still enjoyable as yeah. hell. Like I, I didn't really yeah. have many issues with this. I love uh, you had mentioned before we started recording the uh, the scene between Jessica Cruz and Guy Gardner. I want that's mm-hmm. my new team book. Is that's awesome. what I want. I want not her and Simon Baz. Give me her and Guy Gardner because Guy Gardner yeah. is is um so fun to dislike yeah. in the best yeah. way possible as a character. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, he's Michael Scott. Oh he's, my God. No, he's worse than Michael he's, Scott. Yeah. He's he's toxic, Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. Like well, he's, no, he's cringeworthy. Michael Scott wants to be nice. Yeah, Michael Michael's, Scott is is a dimwit, whereas you know, um, Guy Gardner's a little be, bit more entitled. It's like he can be he can be like racist and homophobic. Michael Scott can be, and and still somehow you like him, like well, because he's ignorant about it. Michael Scott's an and, idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I always liked Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was just a great character and a complex character. Um, and they really fleshed him out in the in the nineties, early or late eighties, early nineties in Justice League and in his own series. But um, I think that like a lot of times he's kind of made as the buffoon. But I think in this day and age, he's he's like yeah, it's like he's the he's the backwards guy right mm-hmm. now. That that um, yeah. But I. I I love the scene where he punches uh, Manhattan in the neck oh, yeah. and he breaks breaks, he breaks his, his fucking neck. neck. He's like, that's <laughs> that was that easy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Fuck, did I kill him?" I, no, it's I, it's uh, no, it's, no, that's too much retrospect for Guy Gardner. It's uh, yeah. wait, is was that it? Am I done? Yeah, <laughs> I did it, guys. I yeah. solved it. Oh yeah. shit, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, and then I mean, just then, how easily he takes apart the ring, how easily he, he takes learns magic. magic. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, being like um, Doctor Manhattan, yeah. not Guy yeah. Gardner. Yeah, no, I yeah. love the the his little thing about magic. Like the dark, the Justice League Dark are again on Mars for some goddamn reason, and uh, they decide to hit him with magic. And he's like, "Oh, you 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 think you guys are using magic? That's so cute. That's so quaint." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I really like that. Um, let's see. He says I must perform a deeper analysis, but I see the power you harness is in reality the scraps of creation, like the random errors in computer code discarded and forgotten, left to be picked up and used by those who also find themselves discarded and forgotten. I I just, I love that little scene. Yeah, I'm looking at all of these characters that are there. There's half of them, they have no business being there. Exactly. Like, why is the Red Hood there? 
Right. What's 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 he gonna do? But or what's I, Batgirl gonna do? I thought that at first too, um, because uh, who's the who's the first one of the first people I see in the ship? Um, There's like Green Arrow and Aquaman. Black Canary. Aquaman, I saw Aquaman yeah. and went. Aquaman's going to Mars. <laughs> He's strong uh, though. Well, I, yeah. If if this is if this is as in continuity as, or as much in continuity as they say, um, then my my belief that um, Blue Beetle is actually dead is. Not true. Oh, is Blue Beetle there too? Yeah. I don't think he's not dead. I just think that he doesn't exist in, like, in Booster Crisis. is not yeah. talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. In Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Oh, how cool is it, though, that the Charleston characters that the Watchmen were all based yeah. on originally are in their own ship? Yeah. yeah. And, and the Beetle final question, Captain Adam. I kind of wish that that last panel with uh, when Captain Adam just kind of squares up against uh, Dr. Manhattan. I kind of wish that was given a little bit more heft. Yeah. Cause um, they were, they were, that's the, you know, they're the avatars of each, right? Yeah. I wish, I wish he would have gotten almost, a, that would have gotten like a, a explosive splash page or something, you know, yeah, something sizable because that's, that's pretty big. Like those characters meeting their, their counterparts. Um, it, it's, yeah. What but is... it, it's just gets a small, Small, like a couple small panels, which well, I think is John I would... Constantine and, and Swamp Thing there. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> is that just like an Alan Moore dig? Like, the Swamps did, of Mars. Why the two of them yeah, are there? I don't know. Oh, it might be. It actually might be. Yeah. But um, um, no, I agree with you, Mark. But I would also say to counter that is that that really only matters to everybody who knows the secret history of the Watchmen and that they are based mm-hmm. on those characters. So that's mm-hmm. more of a fan service moment. Um, yeah. I, I don't think the, the <coughs> regular reader. Um, would even know who the fuck that is. There, a lot of people, I think, are picking up this issue and going, who's that guy who finally kills Dr. Yeah. Manhattan? Well, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, Captain Adam hasn't really had a series in, in years. Exactly. He hasn't really been in anything in years. Yeah. But still, I think that Jeff Johns, with his love for retro stuff, mm-hmm. might have made those characters a little bit more important in this. Right. Or maybe he's planning on doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I like the throwback moment where he's like answering questions from different periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're asking like, what are you hoping to accomplish? He says that twice because one of them, he says it and it's out of, he's answering a question that hasn't been asked yet. Yeah. Or, so there, there are actually two things I'd like to ask and bring up. Maybe I'm, cause I, I read this early last or early last week or, or the middle of last week. So I, like I haven't reread it since the message that, Batman is sending. We never see what it is. It hasn't reached them by the time this all goes down. Correct. Not only no, does it not it reach them, it gets canceled by uh, Vite. What? Where does it, where does it say that? It doesn't say it. They show it. So um, basically, basically, we've got Batman, and he is trying to get in contact oh, with literally wow. all of the superheroes who have left Earth to go to Mars, it's and he sends tiny. them a message that's going to oh. take 15 minutes to get there. So basically, he's waiting for the buffering, right? Um, he's just sitting by the back computer waiting for this message to get across. And then we see... Uh, um, God, God, forbid, God forgive him. It's a, four, it's a 12-panel grid. Yeah, and the, and I I missed that. I totally missed that. And oh that, man! That, because I was looking at because I don't know. I looked at that that page, and all of a sudden, I just saw the the circulation, like the circulatory system of, uh-huh. of Manhattan. And it's like that was the draw of the yeah, page. You're for trying me, to get to that. Panel. Also, yeah. to the 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 first introductory image of him, like now, I, it's clearly it's the back of of Osmandius, I, but yeah. it, it it was just a shadow figure. I like it. 
multiple yeah. screens. I didn't think about it. Yeah, you probably thought it was I just Bruce. thought it was somebody. Yeah. I just thought it was somebody random watching TV, watching then, Wonder Woman on TV. And the the second thing that I wanted to bring up is is are we meant to? So Manhattan's never been a liar, right? He's he's been a very right. plain he truth. Really have a reason to lie because he's exactly. so powerful. So by that account, we are meant to believe, or now it's revealed that Professor Stein is responsible for the yeah. Superman theory is mm-hmm. has been um uh part of the fucking Superman with science program. yeah uh, like creating and and duping everybody to to create these these meta humans like uh, metamorpho yeah. and firestorm and i forget who the other one was that's a genuinely big reveal yeah for the dc universe and as a whole yeah yeah What's no i agree I no, totally I, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Oh, like yeah, that's, yeah. That's for, a, so for anybody, that's a pretty big deal. Not, it doesn't, you know, doesn't remember because it's been 17 yeah. years since the last issue. Um, basically, a part of the big subplot of this is that there was a conspiracy uh, theory that was it called the Superman program? Superman, Superman theory. theory. The Superman theory cool. was uh, that the government created superheroes. And so, of course, Just, everyone thinks, you know, everyone's saying yeah, like, that's not true. And based blah, blah, off blah. the one. Yeah, including Firestorm. Mm-hmm. But the flashback that we get here is that Firestorm um, was created by Dr. Stein um, on purpose. Yeah. So, like, he was, yeah. he was like, groomed. Yeah. And he also uh, created uh, Yeah, Robin was groomed and, and stuff like that. But um, what's interesting, like, it feels like that plot thread up until now has been completely pushed to the side, mm. the idea of the Superman theory. Because, because they threw out a lot of really interesting statistics at the beginning of the series of you know what was it like 75 percent of all metahumans are based in the united states and you know just a whole bunch of really interesting stuff and and it felt like it was just completely pushed aside for the bigger stuff and now it just you know gut punches you at the very end of this issue while 18 other things are happening Mm -hmm. it was um Mm -hmm. This is definitely worth two or three reads to make sure you get everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, Johns is writing the hell out of this. And, of course, Gary Frank is amazing. Oh, my God. Um, I, I love this uh, this uh, Guy Gardner's call to, like, his rallying cry. He says, let's put some underwear on this, on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. That was pretty funny. Oh, man, so good. But, um yeah, yeah, great stuff all the way all around. I mean, and it is a cool like it's it's fun to see all of these characters show up together in one big splash page because you go you go through and you pick out your favorite characters or ones you haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's that's kind of cool. Um, again, no one knows who Bobby is. I don't know what he is. Can we explain that? So I, uh, we, you know, we have an instant message Robbie. chat that we uh, we all are part of, and so and. After Green Lan- all the Green Lanterns seal off Mars using the Oa, using the the, the Green Lantern power, um, the people are all they've arrived and they're getting out of their ship. And there's a panel where Flash and um, Black Canary and Supergirl are walking out of a ship. And this guy, there's a character here who we see from the back. He's got a starfish on his head. It seems like, Wait, and he's got a old timey wrestler outfit, a singlet like a onesie. Yeah. And um, a star on his stars. back, and then he's got two legs, and then his arms are actually four tentacles. It looks three, like three, yeah, three mm-hmm. tentacles per arm. No, it's two tentacles. It looks two. like two. Um, and he oh, goes, yes, "Wow, sir. Mars!" And then Flash goes, "Don't get distracted, Robbie." I've never even been out of the country before. Who the fuck is Robbie? Yeah, well, yeah. he looks like he looks like the um, the bastard child of. Um, 
the thing in Starro. Yeah. Because he's got like craggly. He's in the he's in the the splash pages of all of these characters at the beginning too. The front. Which one? Let me see. At the the very, he's in with he's in with Steel, Superwoman, or Supergirl, the Metal Mm -hmm. Men, and Bobby or Robbie. (laughs) I'm gonna look him up while you guys are talking. Oh my God, there he is! He's right Mm -hmm. there too. He's my new favorite. He's got a star on his head. He does. Who is this guy? It's just it's like the cheese. It's like it's like someone throwing cheese on a cat's head. (laughs) head. (laughs) Nice. Oh my god, he's my favorite person. Can you put him on a shirt? Yeah, sure. Cheese head. All right. Any last thoughts? Uh, I this this is one of those stories that like I I would read the issues as they come, just do my best. But um, I am really looking forward to reading this as a whole. Yeah, me too. I just I, I want this collected. I'm actually a little surprised that it's of not nine of twelve already, and I can't believe there's only three left. Like I feel it's, it needs to be longer than that. But I'm yeah. they've curious. been dense. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But all right, let's move on to exciting comics number one from Antarctic Press, and this is it's it's a, it looks like it's an anthology. I haven't read it. But we've got the creators are Bradley Golden, John Crowther, Carlos Tron, Mickey Clausen, and Hector Negrete, Negrete, um, and Ben Dunn, David Daub, Spike Gerald, David Fur. There's a lot of people to name. I did not read this. I'm going to leave it to you and Mark. Me being Noel. Yes. Uh, Mark, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, I, as uh, now. This is a, an indie publisher, and uh, it's Antarctic Press, and uh, it's it's one of those smaller companies that's been around for a little while, and um, it, it apparently is going to be grabbing up a lot of these um, public and, domain uh, characters. Oh, are these public domain characters? A lot of them are, um, and they're going to be kind of putting them all into one superverse. And what what I thought was kind of interesting about just the concept and the mission statement that they kind of give at the very beginning, they, they're forming this superverse, is that they said that um, they're going to be building it brick by brick, not by just throwing out 12 different comics at the very beginning and then – and and, and uh, like hoping it catches on. And I think that is the – that's the way to do it. Um, and I think that, um, this is a good way of doing it. Now, I don't know, like, this is not the perfect first issue. Um, and it's not, but it is, it's fun. It's quirky. It, it, it's, it's nostalgic a little bit, but it really feels like I, I like this idea and I wish more people did this instead of the all in method of like saying like, we're, it's kind of like, I wish, uh, this is where, what, I, I wish Valiant Comics would have done. And it's the reason why Valiant got away from me is mm-hmm. because they put too much too soon out there. And um, it was just, it it eventually got just to be too hard to follow because they had, they they threw out so much, so many books at in so little time. Um, so that, I mean, I, I, I liked the issue in a, like a quirky kind of like, you know, it was a nice aside sort of way, but more so, I just admire the 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 ideas behind it. I um, I like the idea of let's create this uh, series of anthologies that's going to build to something else. It's not unlike maybe what um, 
uh, Seven Soldiers of Victory was attempted to be, attempting to be uh, back mm-hmm. with Dave Grant Morrison, like these uh, separate miniseries uh, introducing or not even introducing, just like reminding people of old characters, and mm-hmm. so like really like building f- brick by brick from the ground up this big cataclysmic event. So I like that idea. Um, in practice, I didn't I didn't really care for this at all. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not bad. It's just kind of it's kind of bland. It reminds me a little bit of what they did with uh, the Archie characters a little bit, um, like the Black Hood and and uh, the the what are they? What's their uh, there's I their team the the first you know what it was um, specifically Blackjack I I I cringed a lot. I didn't care yeah. for it at all. I'm flipping um, through it here. Um, sit down and shut up. Tonto, that made me cringe. <laughs> Why is she calling yeah, him Tonto? Because um, he's got a ponytail. I don't know. I don't know. I, I reread know. it a and couple I'm, times. I'm looking at the drawing of her. I like the outfit. I think she's a cool looking character. Yeah, she's in this very same panel. She's saying, "Sit down and shut up, Tonto." In all caps, by the way, or not in all. Um, what's it called? Um, um, oh fuck, I can't think of the word. Italic, uh, bold, bold. It's bold. Yeah, Tonto is in bold. Um, the artist drew in her, uh, m- for lack of a better word, her, I guess her pubic mound. Should we call it that? Should we call it her labia? She's like, got a front mm. butt. She's got a front butt. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a Tiny camel toe. A camel toe. It's a moose snuggle. I, I, well, no, it's yeah. a, str- it's not even, it's, but it's, it's, it's a front butt. It's literally, it's like the size of two fists in front of her body. So... Either, hey, don't. Either way, that's either way. That's that's, just, that's don't, not don't body shamer. That's not. The, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. This was. I, I don't. I don't. I've never. I, I don't remember reading anything <laughs> of this writers before. Um, but it just. It was. This was filled with all kinds of really weird and or antiquated cliches. Um, mm. the inner monologue that she has when she's got that last fight with Fats, Fats McQueen. Um. Yeah. Where she's essentially just, well, this made me feel this made me feel terrible, but I found a typo. Uh, but uh-huh. besides that, though, it was it was a uh, I got to keep going, I got to get up. No, no going back. It's like all right, relax. It was it yeah. was it was oddly overwritten, but then oddly underwritten in the same twelve pages. And I'm like, sure. I, I just feel like it needed a pass. It was this didn't go beyond concept, and I still don't even understand what the concept is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, I, what I what I think this um, so kind of format does is it introduces you to a bunch of characters. There are some characters that are going to take off other characters that aren't. Right. And yeah, so absolutely. it's it's one of those things where this might prove not to be she might prove not to be one of the favorite characters. And so she disappears or just becomes, mm-hmm. you know, goes to the background and someone else comes out. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, as far as this first this this first story the was not story. my favorite. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't my favorite of the bunch. Um, I'm not sure. I, I liked uh, a, the second one a little bit better because it was a little meta, and it was. It, I think there was there was a lot of fun to be had with that Te- one. Is that yeah, the Scorpion te- one? Technically, the sco- the second one was, but like the second one was the peak of this whole issue. Um, mm-hmm. And the only time it lost me was the. Like I, I like the main character. I like the setup. It's it's working really well. But then all of a sudden, you get this terrorist character. Well, first of all, I didn't think it needed to be. 
I didn't think that the one female character needed to spend a whole page explaining why she's badass at her job. Just show. Yeah. Don't tell. It's It, yeah, it wasn't worth that's it. That's true. It was like a waste yeah. of a page. Um, it was. It was. I mean, it was a good something... moment as him because it was It was almost like he was like saying, are you okay with, with uh, he was trying, um, He was essentially trying to white knight like a dummy. And yeah. then she's like, well, let me tell you all the ways that I am great. And it's like, yeah. you know, like... I, it made me think of um, a character like 355 and Why the Last Man. She didn't ever uh, need to explain how amazing she was. She just fucking did it. And it was true. so good. This felt like you're preaching at me and from both of their perspectives. So he was preaching at me and then she was preaching at me. Yeah. And it's like, all right, guys, stop. And then the, I mean, the even bad something guy like, has his monologue. Even, and it's like, even, get to even it. something like he, uh, like as, as he's doing that or as he's like asking that question, her like noticing a, a scorpion on his shoulder and that could be kind of foreshadowing. And she takes care of that. And just something in most minuscule ways showing her, of, of, yeah, like this knowledgeable was, about the area. This and, was and played. A knowledgeable thing. Yeah, absolutely. This was played as a joke, especially to like the punchline at the end of his like really weird facial expression like oh my goodness yeah like pulling his collar in a yikes kind of way i was yeah. like it just tonally it felt so flat and yeah. then and then the um the prophesizing by the 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 bad guy and mm-hmm. now and now he's a scorpion man i don't know what's happening <laughs> a lot of words a lot of words um it, it, i think a half of these words could have been cut out so that we could yes. actually know a little bit of the history of this the the Crimson Scorpion. Um, I think enough was given uh, with this. Um, it was just interesting. I mean, the way his power manifests, it's just like he gets a, a pincher claw well, on his arm out of well, nowhere. What's and, the, there's like 42 shadow characters behind him. So it's so like mm-hmm. they're hinting at some lineage thing. But yeah. Okay. What's happening? It, yeah. it's, I mean, it, it's, this, it's this one was... of those things where it's, I know so I know enough about comics so that I know what those shadow characters are. They're like his, mm-hmm. the ghosts of former former incarnations yeah, of that a character. legacy it's hinting but, at a legacy yeah but it's like yeah i mean the newcomer is going to have uh some difficulties with that with that that panel especially they're going to be like all right well what happened to all those red creatures that were behind him you know oh, no, and that's he's not just he's just got that many guardian angels uh, yeah um the third um, story i didn't get at all i, I read it i actually read it twice yeah. and i wasn't it um it was a little it was a little herky-jerky <laughs> narratively i i liked like, it squeezed. that it was it I liked it that it had a, a lot of action. This was definitely the best drawn in this in the book. I think mm-hmm. I like the, the uh, sort the of one. the third one. Um, the, it it has like a one where, feel. Yeah, it, and also the one, I mean, I'm sorry, I lo- the lady on the motorcycle is the best drawn one. Is that what we're saying? It's what oh yes. God, I'm sorry, I can't. I oof, I was uh, I've been I've been flipping through it, and uh, that looks like the worst of the lot to me. Um, but well, I'm sorry, I I, I, I like read the. It. So, I like the okay. forward momentum of the story and that it's very, very action um, specific. Uh, some of the vi- the uh, facial expressions are off, like when um, no one escapes Gemini, and then she's kind of smiling like pleasantly um, when she does <laughs> hey that. There. I don't, uh, yeah, um, things <laughs> that, like that. Um, not a sinister but, smile. <laughs> and and it, it, you're right. As the as the story goes on, the the uh, um, some of the panels get a little rougher, but um, I think it starts out pretty vividly. There's some great. Uh, just, just nice, old school kind of ways. Uh, this this was kind of put together. Mm-hmm. Plus, you have the you have the the uh, Scott McDaniel kind of multiple person in a panel kind of flips and stuff that I I I've always liked that sort of 
drawing style where I it shows. Th- I think the layout the, is awesome. Yeah, but I, I think the execution. Uh, actually, like I think it's the co- the layout is really cool though. Yeah, the color. Um, the colors are a little too imbalanced. This like in lettering some lettering is. Oh. Uh, you know, as a story though, I'm not sure what's go- like. I I get that she's like a Black Widow kind yeah, of character. A, yeah, saves her grandma, but then her grandma whispers something to her. I guess which transports her somewhere, and then she's speaking a different language. Yeah, I think she's. Yeah, I don't know where she is though. It's yeah. like almost like a uh, uh, Shazam sort of thing, where it's like a place out of time where she's going to get this this um, discourse about. I don't know, a person, who Madam Madam Mask is, yeah. Um, So, all right, all in all, not the strongest of issues, but what I want to cheer is just, I I think an effort like this is something that is refreshing. You just don't see people doing superhero comics outside of the big two that much anymore. There's like just a handful that'll do it, Mm -hmm. that are brave enough to do it because, and this this is me talking, this is me talking from, having spoken with editors and one of the first times when you say something, Hey, is it okay to pitch something to, to you guys? And the, the first line that you get back to them, yeah, sure. Do that. Um, but, um, one of the, one of the requirements is no superheroes. Um, that's, that's just always the first thing most of the mid tier kind of publishers say. So it's, I, I think it's refreshing to see, um, some new, um, takes on this stuff it's not it's it's a little antiquated and it's a little um it's a little rough around the edges but um i applaud the effort and if you like old school comics i think that this is old school cool because there i mean there are whole websites out there that are are like for these public domain Mm -hmm. uh characters they're fans of those guys they just love those characters um and it's just, you know, they're out there for anybody to use. So it's, it, I, I think Dynamite does it sometimes with some of their, some of the characters. And, um, and there's no, there's no um, I, law saying that only Dynamite can do this. So I like the idea of taking um, public domain characters and doing something with them. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, also, I didn't like this. I applaud your positivity, Mark. Um, yeah. And like, this show, you know, so many times, I, if there's a book that we all hate, I say, we're not even going to bother discussing it. I'm not going to talk about a, show, uh, a, a comic just to take a shit on it. Because I do agree. If you're, you're out there making comics, it's fucking hard, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. a, and everyone's going to come at you sideways no matter what you do. Yeah. So uh, yeah. 100%, if you're out there and you're making comics and you, you're just doing the best you can, dope. Awesome. Yeah. It's not, it may not be for me. Uh, flipping through this, this wasn't for me, but there are people out there that it is for, and you're going to be speaking to them directly, and uh, yeah. I can't support that enough. I think that's great. But Yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of times we get caught up like like covering Marvel and DC, and it's like we just don't get to and, – and there's a certain level of – I don't want to say professionalism, but I would, do want to say craftsmanship that – that they do achieve and that it's there are uh, there's there's second and third tier comics out there that they might not be as polished as as uh, mm-hmm. as those marvel comics even even the worst marvel and dc comics but still mm-hmm. it um there's something about them there's like the spark of creativity and i kind of there sometimes i just like to dabble in that stuff that's so, awesome cool man yeah. all right here we go the last the last of the, of the week uh, meet the scrolls uh from marvel comics by robbie thompson and nico 
Henrichen? 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 Anyway. A scroll is a member of an alien people whose empire once spanned the Andromeda galaxy. Unstable molecules in their bodies allow them to take any shape. The slow collapse of their empire has hastened, was hastened by a failed invasion of the planet Earth. And so basically we have a bunch of scrolls who are living as Americans and uh, go about their day infiltrating. And then There's they meet the- up for dinner at the end, at the end of the day. And, Do a uh, briefing. For a, a, a debriefing. And uh, meanwhile, someone in a hat who looks who looks exactly like uh, the bad guy from Who Framed Jessica, uh, who, who Framed Roger Rabbit, he <laughs> is judge. going around killing scrolls. He's singing. He's, He's singing. singing songs and killing scrolls. He, um, yeah. he, for some reason, he reminds me of uh, Robot Man, but... Okay. Well, he's got the run glasses. Yeah. The goggle glasses. So I did not care for this. Um, having just seen Captain Marvel, which I won't spoil, I was kind of interested to see how they would use the scrolls here. And uh, I, I found that after I was done, I was no longer interested. So you guys go for it. Um, I liked this issue. I, I like um, I like the scrolls in every version of the scrolls. Um I dug the idea of these sleeper agents, which is not a new conceit for the scrolls, but often it's for the world domination. And here it's specific, it's for a specific project. It's for a specific end goal. And the idea of these sleeper cells having created their own families to, you know, to reach their means, it very much mirrors like, you know, TV shows like the Americans and stuff like that, where sometimes you have unwitting, unwittingly, uh, well, just not willing participants in this, you know, very large scale event. It, it's I liked it. I dug it. And I really dug the art, too, a lot. This, this was one of those concepts that just got my my mind racing. <laughs> um, I, I, and mainly because of this whole dinner scene. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Vision series um, because um, these are not humans, their interactions are not human, but yeah. they are—they're trying to mirror what humans do in in their alien sort of ways. Um, so that's the reason why it, it, this book kind of endeared itself to me. Um, what the first they check in with the daughter, and the daughter goes, "Yeah, I, I got invited to this. Um, I I uh, I Friday I, sleepover, I comment, right?" I ridiculed Hannah Appleton's social rivals clothing in a manner found, in a manner Hannah, Hannah found amusing. So she got a she got invited to this party, and like he's like at the other side of the table, he goes, "Excellent work." Hannah's parents are scheduled to attend a conference this weekend. You should have access to their safe once the party goes are fully intoxicated. And it's it's just funny like that. It remind it would this would be an amazing Saturday Night Live skit. It's just like so low scale. Oh, um, it's this is now that like, you mention it. This is definitely like. The Coneheads during yeah, dinner. It's, it, yeah, totally. It's like, yes, we are. We now, you know, we can we can irritate them in minor ways, or we can do this, or we can do that, or we can assimilate into their culture, or do you know something that is? It's not. It's not global domination, but it's something very small and minuscule. Well, um, but it's, that's but actually it's not what this is. For a bigger purpose, yeah. though, like it's, yeah, it, that's. I wish it was a little bit more self-aware in that sense, so that it would it would kind of play off as more of like a comedy that this is not as earth shattering. The mission is what it is, but they're treating it like an earth shattering mission. Well, I, you think, know? I think it is as self-aware as, as 
as it should be. So like it, it there's there's a big mix of tones here. So like you've got yeah. like you mentioned the, the the satire of it all, where it's like you know, well done being a bitch at school, yeah, uh, mission accomplished, <laughs> just like with real vigor. But then yeah. also, you know, when when the mom gives her debrief and how she got um, compromising photos of of you know uh, an elected official that got her to where she needed to be um yeah. the parents look at each other like the 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 one daughter asked how did you get that done the parents look at each other like uh eh, trade secret implying yeah. that they took pictures of themselves looking like other people and, yeah sleeping with them yeah but but then you do you do realize that this is for a much larger project and other mm-hmm. sleeper cells are getting eradicated so there yeah. are stakes it's not just like a funny book it's it's um and again much like the vision it it uh it balances that tone of like, haha, wh- oh no, that's actually fucked up. <laughs> it's modern, uh-huh. yeah, it's the modern oh, family. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's not as cleverly written as the vision Oh, series. no, no, no. I don't no. want to go that far. Um, there but are the- some good lines, though. I like it when uh, he shows up to see this, his, uh, his, I don't know, his higher in command um, at, at the like place. Yeah, yeah at, it's basically at a kiosk in a mall. And he's like, you know, I like this space, plain, boring. It's perfect because nobody speaks to it. <laughs> and I just <laughs> think, I mean, for a score, I mean, that's a really cool scroll like thing to, to say because it's basically, you know, they're talking about appearances and how, and that's what they're all about and and that's their power. And it's, it's a really interesting way of making a comment on, on, uh, you know, just the, the, the way people look and the, how people interact with people in society, but also taking their powers into consideration. So I just thought it, it, there were there were some moments of really smart, smart dialogue and smart beats. In this, this was fun. That I liked. This yeah. was totally worth reading. I, I do have one nitpick. I didn't know that a scroll, like a full body human or, or like a full size scroll can turn into a butterfly. I thought it was just like the same kind of mass displacement for well, better I think or worse. The, the first time, uh, um, the scrolls were introduced was in, I believe it was in Fantastic Four, and the Fantastic Four convinced them to be cattle, and then they yeah. forgot that they were scrolls. So that's, that's kind of changing form. That's still like a larger animal. I'm talking about miniaturizing yourself. For some yeah. reason, that was like a bridge too far for me. Okay. Okay. Like, like I, you know, a person can roughly turn into a bipedal animal, and it's just yeah. like a little bit bigger or around the same size or, or whatever. Sure. But you know, a teenage girl turning into a butterfly, a tiny butterfly, yeah. it, it kind of, you know, it was like, yeah. eh, all right. I mean, I, I mean, they, I think Marvel is in, in a uh, danger of having a little repetition with uh, this being a little bit too much like the vision series. But I do think that it's a good, it, I mean, it's, it's well-written and this and is, it's, it's uh, is, uh, this is a mini series, I assume, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Well, cause I I don't know I I I thought it, it felt like a one shot, but then as soon as it got to like the last five pages, I was like, oh shit, there's more of this. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I'm willing to stick through with this one. I think it's a it's a fun fun read. Um, and, and it's I miss the Vision series so much that I don't mind a little repetition because I thought that that series was so excellent. I'll 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 commit to sticking with this. I don't know if I don't know yeah. if JD's interested. Maybe we can check back into it on at three and five because we have a lot that we're kind of yeah, committed if, if to you, right yeah, now. I'll, I'll I will commit to reading this along with you, and then we could do check-ins. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> Relax. The only other thing I wanted to talk about this week is the book none of you guys were interested in reading. Well, the interest was there. I just I had to prioritize. You have one yep. minute. All right. Go, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on the thing. 
One, uh, that's, 30, that's 30 minutes. Whoops. All right, 30 minutes. One minute. <laughs> okay. Go, you got one minute. Go. All right, Green Arrow 50 had the answer to a major question in the DC universe in this issue. Um, it's basically uh, Green Arrow was given a box at the end of the uh, – what what – no what justice. No justice series. Mm. Um, What's and in it the was box? Supposed, <laughs> it was supposed to be a thing that it was available to um, that they since Green Arrow was one of the few that stayed back and defended the Earth. John Jones said, "Okay, you get this just in case we all go bad." And I don't know if that's just going to happen in the in the future. Who knows? But um, this was a fantastic issue because it was just full of action. It was um, basically. Uh, Black Canary asked, uh, was asked by the government to get this box from Green Arrow. Somehow they found out about it, and um, Black Black Canary and Green Arrow kind of split up a little bit, but they still kind of showed it's not a it's not a total breakup, but um, fully active issue. I'm not going to reveal what's in the box. I'm not going to reveal what's in the box, uh-huh. but. Um, but it was uh, I, I it think was it was interesting. Plus, there was a uh, there was a cliffhanger at the end that suggests that there's more in the box than just what, what was revealed. So oh, cool. it's worth checking out. Dope. Word. I hear that it's ending and they're going to be rebooting, rejiggering the Green Arrow. Uh, they should well, just... Isn't DC going through their, you know, yeah. every five year purge? Trimming? I don't know, man. Yeah. But yeah, Dan DiDio said that they're cutting 30 percent of their books. Wow. Well, yeah. they 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 Marvel currently needs to do that. <clears throat> there are many no series. Shit. Well, yeah. they're they're saying I, I there's there's a whole bunch of like hullabaloo and rumors that like Marvel's aggressive um, scheduling is cannibalizing DC's ancillary books. So oh, that sucks because they're not I, well, good. I mean, all right, it's it's all it's all it's, cyclical. Yeah, yeah. Like if DC if DC goes from um, what is it now? Like like sixty books a month. Hmm. If they mm-hmm. go from that to forty good ones, better yeah. ones, I, I don't yeah. necessarily think that's, that's me true. losing. I'm not reading the bad ones anyway, so I'm not going to miss them. Yeah, and yeah. if 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 Marvel ends up going from the ninety five that they're printing monthly mm-hmm. to seventy or sixty, sweet. Yeah, like I still yeah. will only read the ones I care about. Yeah, yeah, it's true. True that. True that. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Spoiler Alert. You can uh, tweet at me, at JD's Hero Complex. If you want to throw us some money to help the show out, you can go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. Oh, yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at Mr. Bartocci. That's M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I, another social media. Um, That's all I can. Mark? Um, At Mark underscore L underscore Miller on Twitter. I'm at ML Miller Writes. My Patreon is ML Miller at Patreon. It, Patreon, and uh, I also write at ComicCon.com. I do my horror reviews over there. Um, and next week, my Captain Marvel thoughts. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, also, I was just uh, on another podcast this evening called The Ghouls Next Door, <coughs> and it was uh, Kat and Gabe are two women that talk about horror, so they had me on to talk about horror comics, and that'll be coming out in about a week or two. They'll be dropping. Do we want to mention Mark's announcement this past week oh yeah yeah I, uh, i'm gonna be in the megadeth uh anthology on, on uh heavy metal oh, nice. um it's 
uh, Carlos Granda, who I've worked with yes. many times before on Pirouette and Jungle Book. Um, I'm going to be working with him, and uh, it's it's just a 10-page story, but it's set to different Megadeth songs, and so there's a whole bunch of different people in it. Uh, Tim Seeley's in it. Um, I can't list them all, but there yeah. are some really, really cool artists and, also, and writers. I read it. the credits of it all, and I was very excited for you. It was very yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a huge book, 350 pages. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, cool. And I'll have a, and in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be at C2E2. I believe there's going to be something about that uh, Megadeth thing um, at that con. So I might be able to be in a panel and talking about it. So it should be fun. Yeah, it'd be awesome. That'd be fun. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will talk at you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. This is great.